When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in, everybody. Thank you for joining us for the PHNX Suns postgame show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a five star review. Saul, I don't know about you, but I feel like after a game like that, there's one of two options that you can do. Mm-hmm. You can drink your sorrows away with Four Peaks beer, mm-hmm. or you can take an OG sleepy time gummy mm-hmm. and just go to bed for eight to ten solid hours and hope that when you wake up tomorrow morning, you've forgotten all about it. Or you can put those two things together. hey <laughs> That was <laughs> well, atrocious. What's your choice for today? I what, mean, where on, are you going Honestly, with? for this, I just want to take a nice indica and just call it a night. Okay. So like, you're going just, with OG sleepy time? Yeah. I, I, I need something to calm me down. Well, OG's has you covered. They've yeah. got things that'll help you calm down. They've got things that'll help you stay asleep. Really great products. Uh, OG'sBrands.com, or you can find them at your local dispensary, but you have to be 21 years or older. I feel like after a night like this, a lot of people are probably going to need like a nice beer. Yeah, probably. A solid beer to just help We're like 20. wash it away. Yeah. The advent calendar from Four Peaks is a great way to do that. Uh, you get a surprise beer each day of the month. And you can always start a little bit later in the month. There's nothing wrong with that for okay. nights like this where maybe you need to catch up on a few. Maybe you need to drink three before you go to bed. It makes a really great gift for yourself or your loved one. And if you'd like to check it out, just head on down to the Four Peaks Brewery in Tempe. But again, you must be 21 years or older. And we ask that you enjoy responsibly. We got a super chat off the top of the show okay. from our friend Manny and said, you better get them, Saul. <laughs> we put a poll in the chat off the top of the show. And 91% of the voters, they wanted you to overreact to this game <laughs> because the Phoenix Suns got their butts whooped by the Boston Celtics 125 to 98. The floor is yours, Saul Bookman. You know, I, I just, I don't even know where to start. Um, you know, I, here, here's here's the issue, right? Um, every time somebody wants to say something negative about the Suns, um, there's a faction of people that come at them um, or sit, they want to hold receipts. So they'll come back to like takes that people will have or anything like that. But I, this is what I, this is how I feel. This is what I feel watching these, th- these two games these last two games watching the suns play these last two games um it's frustrating i don't even know what to think 
about where the suns are at right now. So I'm only going to go off of what I see. And what I see is a team that um, has been has been good. They have been good. Mm-hmm. Um, and when the entire the entire roster that is available to play comes with a lot of energy and a lot of effort, they they perform pretty high. Yeah, and they can beat good teams. Uh, but as they are currently constructed, as was shown tonight, um, even with the Cam Johnson back, they're not winning a championship. They're nowhere near that. Uh, you got your ass absolutely fucking kicked tonight. And it, you didn't even have any fight about you. Yeah. And no, no fight w- whatsoever. Um, the Boston Celtics basically uh, felt like they can pack the paint and force Devin Booker to try and win this game by himself. Devin Booker did, tried to do that in the first quarter, and he epically failed. Mm-hmm. He was awful tonight. He was not good. Foul trouble, couldn't freaking shoot for shit. He was terrible. Mikhail Bridges was shooting tons in the first quarter. Couldn't hit shit. None of the Suns could score. They were awful. They were all awful from top to bottom. Uh, the only one that contributed anything was Josh Okoge. That's about as good of a flower as you're going to get tonight. Outside of that, the thing that bothers me the most about two straight games from this Phoenix Suns team is that they were absolutely mollywopped and they showed no fight whatsoever. I don't know what the fuck has gone on with this team in the last two games, and really three out of the last four, but they, they've lost it, whatever it was, and it wasn't even good enough to win a championship anyway. Complacency seems to have set in with this team. Like it's just a, a routine thing that they're going to show up and they're going to be able to win no matter what. And that's just not the case. They need so many things to really go in their direction. And one of the fewest things that they can control is their effort. And I think that's the the number one thing that I'm going to keep going back to. You have professional basketball players. You have guys that will, will be in the ring of honor in that arena someday. You have guys that will go into the Hall of Fame. You have guys that will... Uh, be a first team, second team defensive uh, player of the year. You have guys that just got maxed out and none of them, none of them showed up for shit tonight. None of them. They were absolute dog shit. And it's okay to say that. And I don't give a shit if any of them saw this show. If you can't look in the mirror and understand that you were dog shit tonight, then you don't need to be on this team. You don't even need to play basketball anymore. Like this is, that's just absolutely ridiculous. The effort, effort. We're talking about these guys on the Celtics were diving for loose balls even when they were up by 39 points. That's effort. Mm-hmm. That's just absolute effort. There is nothing there's nothing that a coach can say to try and get you to put forth put forth effort. Like that's on you. That's on you. So I'm just really disappointed in this team tonight. I just very disappointed. I just, it's so frustrating because especially after the Mavs game where there were some built-in excuses, right? We were, I was joking around like it was a scheduled loss. Obviously, they're shorthanded, back-to-back, things like that. You wanted to see them bounce back tonight in a way that is reminiscent of Sun's play as of late over the last handful of years, even earlier this season. 
But that wasn't even there. And that's the most frustrating part about this. Like you book can have off nights. Mikel can have off nights. DA can have off nights. That's fine. But when it looks like some half of them don't even want to be playing the game, yeah. not boxing out, like you said, not going after loose balls, like those things just those are the basics. Yeah. Those are just the you if you show up to the game, you should be doing that. Yeah. And you weren't even doing that. And that's the most frustrating part is like had you had this happened after like a huge Mavs blowout, then maybe you could say, oh, they got complacent or something of that sort. But having this happen now two games in a row to two teams that you knew, at least narrative wise, were so big. And even beyond the narrative, like this was supposed to be we talked about in the pregame, like almost like a test for where you are in the season, what you can work on as a team. Mm -hmm. You failed miserably yeah. if that was like an actual test that we were grading, like a straight up complete failure. And it's just really frustrating. And I know it's December and you're not winning a championship in December. No. But still, like you that's not acceptable basketball. Yeah. That's the type of basketball that we were all getting used to watching four, five, six years ago when we won 19 games in one season. Yeah. That's not the type of basketball that a championship contending team should be playing at any point throughout their season. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And listen, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't one person. It was everybody. Yeah. Everybody on that roster. Um, it was, it was blatant, you know, in the first quarter, you even have guys, you know, like um, uh, Mark Jackson, Talking about the one thing that bothers him the most is the fact that Da missed a, like like a, a layup, and then he just kind of like coasted back, and the and the Celtics missed a shot on the other end, got their own rebound and laid it up, and it was like there was only three Suns across the court, like that's effort, that's that's nothing more than effort, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and uh, Da by far was not the only one to show that guys were not blocking out, um, they they were turning the ball over at an insane rate. Uh, they had eight turnovers through the first 12 minutes of the game. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, so, uh, like, no, no, Danger 369. They're not leading the West anymore because the Pelicans are now. Um, and the Pelicans, they got to face in back-to-back -back games starting Friday and Sunday. And if there's a team out there that probably is a, another pain in your ass, it's definitely the Pelicans. So if the Suns don't get right between now and Friday, it's going to be another long night. Now, yeah. I don't expect that to happen. I think that the, the Suns can bounce back, but I thought they would bounce back tonight. You know, listen, the other thing is, it's like, you know, this was an opportunity for Devin Booker. So I'm disappointed in that. De he had two games against two of the top MVP candidates, and he didn't show up for either one of those games. He didn't show up for either one of those games. Mm -hmm. like, so it, it's rough and it's rough out there. Like you go across Twitter, there's a lot of people that are upset and they're pissed off. Like, and they have every right to be. And that's the thing is that like, listen, in a game, like when we were talking about the Rockets, people were upset and I was like, don't worry about it, you guys. It's just, it's not the end of the world. Yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. And even in the Mavs, like I was a little, I was upset about the Mavs mostly because it, the narrative behind it. But a game like this one, like, yes, you're supposed to beat the Rockets. You're supposed to beat the Rockets. You should want more than anything to beat the Celtics, though, as competitors, understanding just that, like, you're supposed to beat the teams at the bottom, but you're going to want to beat the teams at the top. And if you're yeah. going to come out and be one of those teams at the top, you definitely can't 
lose by 20 some odd points to them and be down 40 points through almost two whole quarters to them. No. Like you can't do that. No. And there, there's no reason unless we're having a same example of what happened in, in the second round of the playoffs last year where it was like sidebar situations were going on, then there is really no excuse to this. No, there's, there's, there's no really excuse. not. There's and even no. then it's like, is it really an excuse or not? You know, like you just not played. Listen, I understand the perspective that people want to talk about. Um, you know, we've been harping on the fact that the regular season doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. um, it does, though. But there are certain times during the regular season where you do have to show up. You have to you got to get a feel for where you're at. Right. And I feel like tonight should have been one of those nights. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, how do you ignore that fact? You're, you're playing the best team in basketball. Record-wise, they're the best team in basketball. And I, it, like, listen, I get it, man. Like, it, Chris Paul's first game back, whatever. Um, I, I'm just not going to buy that. I'm just not going to buy that. <clears throat> you don't lose by 40 points because Chris Paul is back in the lineup, And right? trying to work himself back into rhythm. No, <clears throat> there's, that's there's, not how you, that's, that, you that's unacceptable. And then, that, no. and then, like, what? okay, so what about the other night, you know, like, you you got handled the other night too easily. You mm -hmm. you were down by thirty. You know, like, so what? We can't pick and choose what the real culprit is and say it's only one thing. And if we do this, it fixes this because it's not true. Like on a night to night basis, right now, I feel like you don't really know what you're going to see from the Suns, um, especially in the last four games. Like it's been it's been a little shaky. It's been a little shaky. It hasn't been consistent. Uh, Devin Booker has definitely looked off the last two games, and I don't really necessarily think it's because of anything the defense is doing. He's just not hitting shots, shots that he normally makes. Um, it looks like his rhythm's just a little bit off. It looks like he's got a slight little, like he's speeding up his his process to take his jump shots. That's definitely the case for Mikael Bridges. He's just speeding up way too fast. Like there's just a lot of small things here and there that I'm like, wow, you know, like is Chris Paul washed? Hell, we don't even know. We you, don't you even can't know. Ask that question because we, we haven't, haven't seen enough. Yeah, we haven't seen enough. And, you know, it, I'll say this scoring wise, I believe he is. I don't feel like he can really get what he needs um, we, what he needs to in store in, in terms of scoring buckets. Um, but he can still be a good facilitator of the offense. But when, when teams are not threatened by you from the perimeter and all you are basically doing is being a facilitator and, and relying on hitting that midi, uh, like it's, it's going to be a tough, it's going to be a tough sled. And that's what we're seeing right now. It's just, oh, man, two straight back. Like, listen, they, I, I can live with two straight games that they lose. I'm cool with that. But what I'm not cool with is two straight games where you lose by 30 plus points or you're down by at least 30 plus points at some point in those games. And you don't even make an effort to really try and get back in the game. It doesn't look like you even care. Um, that's concerning. And that's yeah. when you start to hear, is it a locker room issue? Is something going on behind the scenes? Because we already have it in the chat. People are saying, does the chemistry seem off to you? Seems off to me. Monty must have lost the guys like it's already started. And it, and to be quite, quite frank, it's probably a fair question to at least ask. Yeah, you should definitely ask it. And we'll we'll ask we'll ask Gerald when he comes in and uh, we'll see what the response is by those guys in the locker room, you know. Um I'm going to assume it is not it is not a locker room issue. But fuck if I know. You know what I mean? It looked like I, I mean there Trevor There's a, there a sorry, couple things body language wise that I saw on the court tonight that I wasn't exactly well let's get into that because trevor sent us a super chat thank you trevor and said seemed 
they seemed mad at each other by their body language, not talking on D. If we don't get our shit together, we might get blown out on Friday again. Yeah, so there was an instance when they were going to timeout, and it looked like CP3 was trying to talk to Mikhail, and Mikhail kind of just was just like, basically like, get away from me kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Devin Booker yelled at DA talking about, you need to get back on defense uh, during the game. Like, it... It happens. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a locker room issue. It could no. be a product of the emotions of the situation at hand. If we were playing a basketball game like that, too, I would be mad at you as well because I would be mad at myself and then I would take it out on you and then you would be mad at yourself and you would take it out on me or vice versa or whatever combination of those things. The emotions are high. You're going to be frustrated with everything around you, yeah. including your teammates. I mean, it happens. I'm not, I'm not going to say that that's the reason why everything's blowing up by any stretch of the no. imagination. It's just, you know, you don't know what's going on. Uh, I'm not going to speculate because things were relatively good until we hit last Friday and all mm -hmm. of a sudden things fell apart. Um, and they could still correct it. Listen, they, they do have an experienced veteran team. They can rebound and, and come back. And, and hopefully, yeah, listen, you win Friday and all of a sudden you're feeling a little bit better about yourself. You win Sunday. And guess what? You just went one, two in a row against, quote unquote, the best team in the West as we sit here right now, because uh, the Pelicans are the only ones that have eight losses in the in, in the NBA uh, in the Western Conference and the Suns have nine. So, <sighs> shit. yeah, that was yes, I there's so many things about this game that were frustrating. I mean, we could literally go down the list of even just the shooting, right? Like, obviously. We had a poor shooting night <laughs> across the board, pretty much. Devin was 6 of 17 from the field. Mikhail was 2 of 12 from the field. We were 8 of 32 from deep. 25% tonight is what we shot from deep. The Celtics were 35.5% from deep. And, I mean, that alone could kill you. Yeah. That alone. We saw it at halftime on the ESPN halftime show. They were like, what do the Suns need to do back in here? Sh knock down some threes. But we weren't able to do it. At one point in time, y'all, midway through the third quarter, Blake Griffin had more three-point makes than our entire Suns team. Yeah. Which tells you everything you need to know about how bad the shooting was tonight. I, I, I'll say this. I see a lot of chatter in the chat right now about Aiden, um, about DA. And, um, you know, it's like... You know, should the should they, the Suns trade Aiden um, or like people saying, oh, I guarantee Aiden will be traded. Like, listen, tonight wasn't just about Aiden. It wasn't like and, every, neither, and neither was and neither was the other that. night against the against the Mavs. Aiden showed up against the Mavs. It was everybody else. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like a D.A. can't be the only scapegoat. Like we got to stop that. Like it was everybody. Everybody was trash tonight. Everybody except Josh Okoge. <laughs> Shout and out like, to Josh Akogi, Josh was dope. And Tori gave a lot of effort. Cool. But everybody else was terrible. Terrible. They, like, there's no, there's no room to sit there and say it was just one guy. Every time DA touched it in the paint, there was four fucking dudes around him. And then if he kicked it out, motherfuckers missed wide open shots. Like, what do you want? Like, yeah, DA put the ball down low a couple times and lost it. Can't do that. That's sloppy. That's careless. Didn't come ready to play. But guess what? The dude that he did pass it out to wasn't ready to play either. Like, he was all over the court. Nobody was safe from shitty play tonight. Everybody was trash. Except for those two guys I mentioned earlier. 
Holy shit. We got to stop pointing to just one thing. It's not going to be one thing that fixes this team. It's not. It's a whole group effort. Even if we traded Jay for somebody else. Okay, cool. Let's say Kyle Kuzma walks through that fucking door. He wasn't saving the Suns tonight. He's not. The only thing you're hoping for is that this team regroups, gets their shit together, remembers why they're such a good team, and continues to execute at a high level. Tonight, they did not execute at a high level. How many times have we seen the Suns team methodically wear teams down and out-execute them on offense and on defense, okay? We've seen that millions of times. Okay, tonight, for whatever reason, these dudes were on a hero kick, trying to fucking win the game by themselves every fucking shot. They didn't get to like 15 seconds in the shot clock a lot of times because they're just chucking up bad shots over and over and over again. They weren't trying to execute shit. It was awful, awful basketball. Mm -hmm. Awful basketball. Yeah, it was it was something, that's for sure. I did not enjoy watching that game whatsoever. Um, I don't necessarily think we need to go as far as to say it's time to blow it all up. No. Some moves need to be made, of course. Things need to... Brittany Price would disagree with you. She said <laughs> blow it up and build around a Koji. I mean, Josh Akogi had him... Josh Akogi had four three-point buckets tonight. He was awesome. He, he was, was awesome. four of six from deep, y'all. He had 28 points. He was the leading scorer of this game. I bet you would have wished. The whole game. I bet you wish you would have put that money on a Josh Akogi instead of uh, Landry Shamit. I said Tori mm. Craig, not Landry Shamit. No, for me. My oh, bad. oh, right. Yeah, no, we probably should have done that. That would have been <laughs> a better option to. Because that dude airballed a mid range jumper mm. tonight, and I just, <laughs> I just keeled over laughing. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. I don't know, you guys. This it, The way that I feel right now is so weird because part of me, like, wants to be angry. But then at the same time, like, really what it boils down to is it's like, y'all didn't care to show up to the game. So why should I care about how you did or not? I, I'll say like, that. I, that's, you know what I mean? And I know yeah. that's not fair because I do care. But at the same time, like, tonight specifically, I'm like... I don't even care anymore. I don't even care. Yeah. You uh, whatever you do, whatever you want. You feel today like I felt on Monday. Yeah. And uh, now we've completely vice versa. Uh, I will say this: uh, I will no longer be talking about Devin Booker as an MVP candidate. Uh, I think that's the worst part about this because he got mollywopped twice in a row mm -hmm. by two the the top two MVP candidates right yeah. now: Tatum and and Luca. That those are the top two. You can throw Giannis in there as well, but Book did not show up at. All. Yeah. That's the worst part about all of this is that we have been adamantly defending Devin in the MVP conversation for the last week and a half. And then when it matters the most, as far as that conversation goes, he just did not come to play. Remember this when people start to get upset about the reason why he's not voted in as, a, as an all-star starter. And, and this is one of the things that I'm sure a lot of people will say. And I know we've heard it. I've heard it behind the scenes, at least, as far as people's arguments around why Devin shouldn't be a front runner in the MVP race. I heard it last year, and I'm sure we'll hear it again at some point this year, is they point to things like this. Mm -hmm. They point to, yes, Devin is a phenomenal player, but when it matters the most, sometimes Devin doesn't show up. And they remember things like this. Even a game in December that doesn't mean anything. They still remember it and they hold on to it so tightly 
that it really does affect those conversations and it sucks, but it is what it is. It's just how it goes. Yeah. I, it, it, yeah. <laughs> right, what else are we going to say? You I know, don't know. It's just, it's fucking sad. Um, I will give flowers to a couple people tonight, oh, though. Oh, shit. And we're going to start those flowers off by naming our draft king, king of the game. You want to know who our draft king, king of the game is? Motherfucking us. It's all of us. All of us. <laughs> Every single one of us right now. We are all the draft king, king of the game because it was an 8 p.m. start. And we had to sit through that. Are you kidding me? If you watch that game, you are the draft king, king of the game. You are. You deserve all the flowers. The crown placement chat. needs to be immaculate on your forehead. I do believe. Congratulations, y'all. I do believe <laughs> that you have all made history tonight because you were the first fan section to ever become king of the game. Congratulations, chat. Hey, yo. And uh, Lace Bacon said, I turned it off at halftime. LOL. That's okay. It still counts. I feel like if you watch three minutes of this game, you get to be a part of this. Yeah, but you, you just can't call yourself a diehard. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you have not downloaded the DraftKings King of the Game, highly recommend. Normally, uh, it makes watching. The Sportsbook app. What not it, the, did not I the draft say king, the draft king of the game. King, king you, of can't, the game? you can't download the DraftKings King of the Game, but you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. <laughs> And use promo code PHNX to get yourself some Do you see what cash. I'm saying? It's like 8 p.m. and that's the game. This is what it does to my brain. It's just mush. As soon as you said that, Evel was like, uh, that's I heard not... her like almost gasp or something. And I was like, what did I do? Uh, yeah, but you should definitely download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code PHNX when you sign up. Because when you use that promo code, if you place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game, and they do, you're going to get $150 in free bets. That's promo code PHNX. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. We, we got to. All right, listen, chat. Let's let's. Hey, What's happening? What's happening? Right, let's let's just just right here. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's let's stop saying crazy shit in the chat. Okay. We we don't need Steve Nash to come in. And try to save the day. Oh, I don't know. Because we've that. seen that movie and it's not good. Okay. We don't need to blow the whole team up. We don't need to do that. We just need to make smart moves with the assets that we have in order to attain somebody that can make a difference and help Devin Booker out. Because at this point, it's Devin Booker. And then you hope it's DA and Mikhail that can help out. And Chris Paul's just there to pass. That's it. That's that's what you have right now. And Cam Johnson, hopefully he comes back and he can stay healthy. But we've seen that movie as well before, and it's not consistent. It's a little choppy. We'll get through it, okay? But at the end of the day, these guys are still a good team. They can still compete for the number one overall seed in the West, even if they don't have as good a season as they did last year. And the whole goal is to be as good as you possibly can be when you get to what? The playoffs. The playoffs. This is all about the playoffs. So stop. <laughs> okay. We're not trading DA and Mikel. We're not? Hey, we're not doing that. Why? That, that's not happening. That's not happening. It's I'm just, just kidding. Just, it's just <laughs> like, just guys, we, we, listen, uh, we just, we can't start staying the craziest shit because listen, it, it's just not happening. CP3 walked through that door and it didn't help for shit today. Right? Like, no, we're going to be all right. I know, like as much as as much as this is super frustrating and it feels like the world is falling around us, 
It's gonna be okay. Actually, if you want to, go ahead and throw your most outrageous chats. You know, here, how about that? Uh, throw in your most outrageous trade right now, and the most ridiculous one I see that could possibly happen. I'll give you a fucking shirt. Okay. This is. I'm a little concerned for this. Oh, I'm here for it. <laughs> While we wait for those chats to roll in, let me tell you guys about the Game Time app. The Game Time app is. Fantastic because you can save up to 60% on tickets to concerts and sporting events when you buy them last minute. That means this is great for procrastinators like me or people who are super spontaneous like Saul. You're spontaneous, I feel like, right? I try to be. A little bit. I try to I feel be. like you try to be at least, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's perfect for a variety of personalities and people out there. So if you're looking for concert tickets or tickets to an upcoming game, Make sure you check out Game Time and check them out through the link in the description of this show because it's the best way to support us by buying your tickets through that link that's in the description. And again, you can save up to 60%. What are they saying? What's what's the most ridiculous <laughs> okay, shenanigans you're seeing? Let's go through some of these. Things. Okay. It's not fucking pretty. Oh no. All right. Mikhail in camp for draft picks for and, and draft picks for SGA. Oh my God. I, that's actually. Not oh, way off. And okay. draft picks for SGA. I thought you yeah, said yeah. four draft picks. No, no. I said, okay. and, and draft picks <laughs> okay. for SGA. Uh, DA for Chris Stops. Stop. Okay. Uh, Monty for Cliff. Okay. Aiden for AD. That's never going to happen. CP3 and Crowder for KD. That's never going to happen. DA Mikhail Cam for Bradley Beal. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. Uh, we would have no defense, though. Uh, <laughs> Alex, give me my shirt, Saul. Uh, Landry <laughs> Shamit and a first-round pick for Bam. Uh, that won't happen. And uh, Aiden sucks. Cool. DA and Cam Johnson for KD and Irving. <laughs> That's never going to happen. Uh, yeah. Mikhail so, for Pat Bev. Mikhail for Pat Bev. Oh, God. Okay. 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 All right. Jay Crowder and campaign for Malik Beasley. Eee. Yeah. Okay. Uh, CP3 for Westbrook. Oh, God. CP3 plus picks for Lillard. Jay Crowder, Dario Sarge, and a pick for Mike Conley and Markinen. That's never going to happen Book either. for Lillard? Oh my God! No, stop, people! Oh. All right. Which one's the most crazy? I don't know. One? I still, pick I, one. I'll pick one by the end of the show. Okay, we'll pick one. See what you did? You opened the door for absolute chaos, Saul. Absolute <laughs> chaos. All right. Is there anything else that you want to kind of specifically dive into and talk about from tonight? No, game? I mean, I think we've we've pretty much exhausted everything. It was a rough game to watch. Um, it was just, that was just a tough game overall. Listen, it, I, I want to believe that the Suns are going to be okay. I, I believe that they were going to bounce back tonight and, um, you know, and, and play well and they didn't. And so for that, shame on me. I think what we're seeing though is, um, you have to be, uh, assertive and James Jones, this is probably a little bit of a wake up call. Like, Hey guy. Something has to happen. You have an asset that needs to be traded. You have a lot of things going on that need to be dealt with. And yeah, I would love to sit here and say it was all coaching. I, I would love to, but it's not. Mm -mm. Hey, listen, again, the effort, you couldn't even get to execution points because the effort was so bad. Yeah. It was so bad. And it didn't help that the, the Celtics were shooting lights out too. You just had two games back to back where you gave up 125 plus points. That's that's just defense. And what do they always say about defense? 
it's all about effort. It's all about effort. So, um, so I haven't heard from Gerald just yet, but hopefully we'll hear from him soon. Um, but I did get a tweet that I thought was interesting, just on more of a positive note that Gerald sent out. He said, Monty Williams said he's got to find minutes for Josh Kogi. Said the shot making was cool, but it's everything else that he does that should earn him playing time with the Suns. How do you feel about Josh Kogi getting more playing time? I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it at all. But that's not really what I wanted to hear from Monty right now. I'm sure there's more that Monty had yeah, said. I don't really uh, sure. listen. I I think Josh Koji is a is a nice guy. He puts he plays very very hard. I appreciate his effort. But right now, I don't give a shit about that. I mm-hmm. want to hear what Monty has to say about the overall vibe of this team, how they've played so bad in the last two games. I need to hear more about that. I need to uh, like cool reporters. We can ask about Josh Koji, but I don't care about that right now. I want to know why is Devin Booker in this this bad of a slump in two back to back games, where it was an, an opportunity for him to showcase that he is a, is an MVP contender. I want to know why uh, this team just did not play with a lot of effort in in the last two games. Like, don't tell me like, oh, you know, they've just played very very well. Like, I don't want to hear Cliff Kingsbury talk because if I wanted to hear that shit, I go watch the game on Monday. Like, <laughs> I don't need to hear it. Like, I want to know why. This beloved franchise and this beloved team is all of a sudden just hit a wall. I need to hear the reasons why. Um, funny you should bring up the Cardinals because Trevor sent us a super chat. Thank you, Trevor, Trevor, for your super chat. Said Suns and Cards trying to compete for the worst loss. Mm, no, that's yeah, I don't no. No? No. No. This one or cards? I mean the Cardinals aren't even gonna make the playoffs. Yeah, but just singular game loss. Oh, ooh. in my that's what how I understood it at least. Singular game loss. I mean that that it was a bad loss tonight, but it just <clears throat> it helps me feel better about the way about their losses when they're still one of the best teams in the West. Mm-hmm. Cards are not, and they won't be um, not this season. So yeah, I'll, I'll say Cardinals. All right. So Gerald is on his way. He'll be here in five minutes. So while we wait for Gerald, um, I love this segment. We haven't gotten to do it very often because we usually have a lot of things to talk about um, because the Suns usually play a little bit better than they did tonight. So I just created this brand new segment called Things We Could Have Watched Instead of That Game. Yeah. So for the next three minutes while we wait for Gerald to set up and come join us and tell us what Monty said and tell us what Devin said. So what you watching lately that we could have been watching tonight instead of that game? I've been watching Disjointed. Disjointed. It's What's on, that? It's on Netflix. It's about a Kathy Bates runs a weed shop, and they have these two characters called Dank and Dabby. <laughs> They're so fucking hilarious. I feel like you should get dogs or cats and name them. That. They're so awesome. <laughs> Dank, They're so awesome. Dank and Dabby? Dank and Dabby. That's funny. Yeah. Um, I watched Wednesday obviously had to jump mm-hmm. on that train on Netflix. I thought it was fantastic. I loved it. I will probably rewatch the season again before the next season comes out. Okay. Like all I right. enjoyed it a lot. I thought that they brought all the characters back in kind of fun ways. Um, really enjoyed all the storylines and the plots. I won't lie though. At the end of it, I was like, I should have known all along who like the bad guy was. Right. Was I right? I don't remember what you said, but we can't spoil it because no, it barely what, just came oh, out. Come on. No, I don't right. think you were right. Okay. You weren't right. right. No, I no, you weren't right. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely thought I should have known that when I now that I finished, I was like, duh, you dummy. Mm. 
but it was still fun. I did yeah. enjoy it. Anything else? Uh, yeah. So it was so funny. Listen, you know, first of all, when we have a lot of time, like, and today we had a lot of time in between, like I had meetings until like one or two and then nothing until eight. <laughs> right. So I played a movie today and I put on grandma's boy and grandma's boy is one of my favorite movies mm -hmm. and it's hilarious as shit. And I had people not to be named Michaela, um, that just was like, I don't get it. Why are we watching this? We're really watching this at work. Like, we got a cool fucking job. Of course we're watching this at work. Jesus. So I don't hate Grandma's Boy. I love Grandma's but Boy. But I don't love it as much as everybody else loves it. Sure. But it's a nice movie to have in the background. Yeah. I mean, it's totally fine. Don't There's nothing wrong with it. It's just, I don't know. I, sometimes I think it gets a little too much love. I'm like, it's a funny show. It's a funny movie. It's goaded. But I don't know that I would say it's goaded. Killer Rex says it's goaded. Thank you. Um, Kyle T sent us a super chat. Thank you, Kyle. And said Space Shuttle. Is that a show? Do you know of Space Shuttle? I've not heard of Space Shuttle. I've not heard of Space Shuttle. Send us another one, Kyle. Tell us what it is. Um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, aren't you working on that too? Oh yeah, I was finishing the last season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is one of my favorite shows. It's one of those shows that you can rewatch a hundred times. It's like the show that you can put on in the background when you need background noise mm -hmm. or you want to feel like there's people around, but you don't have to pay any attention. But then every once in a while, you'll catch a joke that you remember from the first mm -hmm. or second time you watched it. Yeah. And it makes you laugh just as hard. So that's a solid show. If you guys have not watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine, also um, What We Do in the Shadows is the exact same way. If you haven't watched that one, Gerald and I told you about What We Do in the Shadows, like the beginning of Peach Next is this existence. I know. Still a fantastic show. Y'all should watch it. Guess what, everybody? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait. Oh, uh, our producer's said, wait, not wait, ready. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, yeah. I think if he's not frozen, we'll try it. Okay. Okay. In the darkness, <laughs> beyond the light, there shall only be one. Welcome, you Hi, Gerald. Hi, guys. How are you doing? <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> so you know how we're doing, Gerald. You've been around me for far too long to not know how I feel right now in this moment. I can only imagine our poor listeners' eardrums as they're listening to this. No, you know what? Morning. It, it was so bad. It was so bad that it was like a calm, quiet, stern talking to Gerald. Oh, it I was don't like that, that bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, I know. That, like like that I said, me. it's kind of like, you know how they say, like, you don't have to be worried about me yelling at you. You have to be worried about when I'm not yelling yes. at you. Yes. It's it was kind of like that kind of vibe. Like mm -hmm. if I yell, it's like, ah, whatever. But if I get to this tone where I'm just like, this isn't good. This just oh, is no. not good. It's the it was yeah. the I'm not mad at you, I'm just yeah. disappointed. Yeah. It, oh, very much so much worse that's i know so worse. it is <laughs> so, so gerald i i need to feel better um and i don't know if you're gonna help that cause but <laughs> i need to know what monty said what the fuck did he say about what the hell's gone on in the last two games yeah so i don't know if any of this is gonna make you guys feel better but oh, they are great. still very much taking the approach of we're gonna flush this type of game even though it's the second time in a row monty was saying you know, like this was obviously bad. And, and he was saying, like, I understand how people are relating it to the last two games of the playoffs in terms of just getting 
beat down early and not having any signs of life, letting things snowball. He did say, you know, we got beat in every facet of the game. It was deflating when we weren't making shots, and I think it trickled over to the defensive end. He was saying all of that, but in terms of how they're going to approach it, uh, it was very much, you know, this was a type of game that I can't really take much from, even though a lot of us are taking a lot of things from it. I asked Devin Booker the same question, like, how do you, I know you guys normally flush this, but like it's happened twice in a row now. Like, how do you approach it? And his response was two flushes. So I don't think that's exactly what fans are going to want to hear. Did you tell him, Hey, uh, if you flush the toilet twice and it doesn't flush and it starts to overflow, then what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the, the whole bathroom needs to be cleaned at this point. But, <laughs> a lot of, but a lot of people are trying to sell the whole house at the same time. So I understand there needs to be a little bit of balance, a little bit of context there. I don't think these are, you know, back-to-back games like this where you just get beat down by two very good teams, two playoff caliber teams and show zero signs of life. Booker comes out flat. No one picks up the slack. Like, that's not encouraging. It speaks to a lot of the intrinsic problems with this roster that we've been talking about as far as not having another creator outside of Book and Chris Paul. McHale and DA are not there yet, apparently, consistently. And, you know, these are things that they can't really help as far as the roster construction part of it. But the effort, that was lacking tonight. And that was something that everybody spoke to as far as, like, that was that part was concerning. Like, they were beating us to 50-50 balls offensive rebounds they were just out hustling outworking us in every facet so i'm very eager to see how they respond with two difficult games against the pelicans on the road coming up who are now the number one team in the west you would hope to see a very strong response based on the beatdowns that they've been served in these last two games that just sounds like a bunch of crap yeah <laughs> i mean i'm not, I, not I just, that we I, were expecting anything G- different G- gerald i i hope you know that i just wanted to say that because it was all full of shit and all that stuff you know? i got you i got you yeah. uh what's you know you, you said you talked to booker um you know i know it's it's been a rough rough stretch for him um did he mention anything about you know I mean, how he's feeling out there. It looks like, you know, obviously he's off. It doesn't feel like it's a defensive thing. Like people are just doing exo- giving him exotic looks or anything. It just feels like he's missing shots that he normally makes. What's going on? What did he have to say about that? Yeah, I mean, he, he admitted there was a sort of um, just mental fatigue to a game like that where your shots aren't falling and where it seems like the other team is just making everything. And you could see it kind of trickle over the last two games when he starts missing shots like that and it feels like he's kind of forcing it offensively you'll notice he'll kind of slack off on the defensive end a little bit and it's it's hard to stay locked in we've seen that happen to a lot of guys on this team if their shots aren't falling if they aren't getting touches whatever you want to call it like their offense when it's struggling bleeds over to their defense and that just can't happen there were too many times tonight and especially in that Mavs game where Book was just helping too far off of a guy in the corner and it was an easy wide open pass for a three like those are things that compound and they spiral and that's why we keep seeing these snowball effects it's little mistakes like that that just keep adding up when you're not in the groove Um, and that's definitely something they have to fix if they want to be a championship caliber team it's something that separated them from that group in last year's playoff run too Um, so yeah it's it's a little concerning for sure the thing is, is that I feel like I expect more from Devin as far as like if your shots aren't falling, doesn't 
he, him of all people should not be slacking off on defense if his shots are not falling. If anything, Devin should be playing the hardest amount of defense on this team when his shots are not falling, in my opinion, because that's what he's been paid to do. He's the leader of this team. He's the one who's supposed to lead by example. Like, even if he's not a leader as far as, like, the communication styles or whatnot. He is a leader by example. That is something he's always hung his hat on his entire career. Do you think it's something as simple as him just being gassed? Like, is he tired just from the load he's had to carry so far? We have talked a lot about yeah. the amount of minutes he's been playing. It's possible, but he, I mean, he will never admit that. And he will always say, like Monty has said, that when he tries to take him out of the game or if he even asked Devin Booker if he's tired, Book takes offense to that because he grew up watching, you know, 90s and early 2000s ball. And Book always reminds his coach when he tries to pull him, like, those guys used to play 40 minutes a night. Um, obviously, we've made a lot of modern advances in science and medicine that tell us that playing 40 minutes a night is probably not good for your body. But I, I think there might be a little bit of fatigue to that. But, you know, there are lots of guys in the league that are playing a ton of minutes right now. And, and we're not talking about fatigue with them. I think he's had to bear a little bit heavier of a burden with Chris Paul out, and hopefully now that he's back, that'll ease up a little bit. Um, but, yeah, it's possible the fatigue is a part of it, but he's never going to cop to that and he's never going to let it affect his minutes, I don't think. Are we going to find out tomorrow that the whole team had COVID and they all had a quad injury as well? I mean, well doesn't I mean, a coach have COVID right now? I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, assistant, assistant coach Kevin Young has missed the last, I think, three games due to health and safety protocols. But I'm not. I'm not making excuses. And I don't. I know that Booker is going to bear the burden of this, and he sh rightfully so because that's two games in a row where he's come out flat, and it's visibly affected his defense and the rest of the team's performance. But like, this was also a glaring example of the fact that the Suns don't have a second in command when Book is off. They don't have an alternative. No. For when Book is just having an off night. And everybody in this league has off nights. There's not a single player, not Kevin Durant, not LeBron James, not Jason Tatum, not anybody that comes out and shoots 50% every night. So on the nights when Book does struggle, if he does have a slump, it's not good that Mikhail Bridges goes two for 12. It's not good that DA is a non-factor for all of the night and can't create much of his own offense anyway. It's not good that Chris Paul is, you know, in his first game back from injury, kind of a non-factor as well. Like, these are problems that are fundamental in the roster. And I'm not saying that Mikhail and DA are who they are forever or that, you know, Cam Johnson would come in and save them. But, like, these young players have to make strides if they want to establish themselves as a championship team, especially with the state that Chris Paul is in at this point in his career. Otherwise, you're not going to get anywhere, and Book is going to have to continue bearing too heavy of a load that's just not sustainable if you want to win a title. Yeah, you know, I, I'm glad you said that because, you know, we've been saying that basically the whole season and before the season even started was that this, this team's only going to go as far as at the time it was Cam Johnson, Mikhail and DA would take them. It wasn't about Devin Booker and it wasn't about CP three. I didn't think CP three would have the drop off scoring wise that he's had this season. And it has been a drop off. And I know this is game one back, so we're not, I'm not going to take too much away from this one, but you know, before the injury, it was still the same thing. He wasn't really scoring at a high clip. The assists were all there. It's just he's not scoring. So my question to you is, is, okay, we have Jay Crowder sitting in the wings waiting for, you know, the fucking beacon or the Batman signal or whatever, right? Does this move the goalposts a little bit in terms of, okay, now instead of trying to get another piece that would be a nice, 
contribution to this team. Do we think that maybe James is now looking at possible options to get that second quote unquote dog into this lineup that can actually score at will can give you the kind of juice that you need when a Devin Booker is off and make you a legit championship contender, even though you might have to lose another key piece to do it. I I don't think he's going to make a trade just to make a trade, but I do think we've said this before though, that there should be a sense of urgency. I don't think you overreact, but I do think there should be a proper reaction to -to back-to-back games like this where your lack of a third creator is glaring. And you could even say second at this point, given that Chris Paul, it was just his first game back. And, you know, he's, he's having to work himself back into a rhythm. We talked to him in the locker room and he was saying like, yeah, you know, I've been out for 14 games. So guys have had to adjust to playing without me and me coming back. Obviously that throws things out of, out of whack a little bit and you have to readjust, recalibrate. So that's going to take a little bit of time. That's not the reason for what happened tonight. But it does speak to the fact that, like, they were doing great without him. Why can't they continue it when he's here? It's not a Chris Paul thing. It's like why you guys have got to be able to sustain this. Otherwise, I don't know that there's that trade that's out there that's going to bring you not only a third ball handler or creator, but also a guy that has that dog in him because you definitely need that with Crowder out. And we've seen it these last two games. When you're getting punched in the teeth, Like, you need somebody that's going to punch back, and nobody on this roster was capable of punching back the last two nights. That's a little bit concerning. Um, What was the biggest takeaway from you, or from this one for you? Well, I mean, it was definitely that Josh Okoge outscored (laughs) MVP candidate Jason Tatum. Like, is is anyone going to talk about that, or is it just me? Like, I mean, we Uh, did a little bit. We we, we gave him his flowers. And uh, it's, it's hard... Like, listen, I, I love what he did tonight, and it was it, it's it's noteworthy for his own individual performance and what he could possibly do in terms of getting more minutes ahead. Totally agree. However, this fucking team lost by by thirty. They were down <laughs> by as much as forty three. We can't just. No, that was. It, let me let uh, me. I'll be honest. That was total. That was me being facetious. But I will say, especially because, <laughs> especially because I wrote about. You're so Josh pure, Gerald. It's hard to know when you're being facetious. <laughs> Well, I will say, I did write about him this morning on GoPHNX. If you have not read it, go check it out. I actually enjoyed writing this one a lot about how he's been getting downhill. Obviously, tonight he made four threes, which is more than he had made previously all season. He made half of the Suns' threes. Monty said the shot making was great, but that's kind of an extra thing that they don't really expect from him on a night-to-night basis. He's been doing a lot of the little things, and Monty said, I have to find a way to get him minutes, which for Saul that could be a very positive thing about a certain player in the rotation whose minutes he might be taking and whose minutes he did take tonight uh, in Landry Shamit. So something to keep an eye on moving forward because Shamit obviously has not been up to par this season. Akogi is not a great shooter at all, but, and last season too, but, (laughs) but Akogi has been defending his ass off. He's been hitting the offensive glass. And everything he's doing, for the most part, has been attacking the basket, finding Suns bigs rolling to the lane. He's literally the only positive that I can take out of tonight's performance whatsoever. <laughs> Us well, too. Yeah. Um, Us too. Listen, I I, 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 I feel sad for the chat right now. I feel sad for chat. <laughs> I feel sad for Lindsay. Because I they, literally they got really told had... on Twitter I wasn't allowed to no, give no, no, out no, no, flowers no, 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 today, no, no, Gerald. No, wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Oh, I'm, not, no. I'm, not, I'm not sad for those reasons. I'm sad. I'm sad for everybody because everybody had their hopes 
up high that Landry Shamit would score 35. Oh, and yeah, if Josh Akoji is going to come in and take those minutes, <laughs> it just doesn't look like it's going to happen. That is that is a legitimate reason to be sad. I'll, I'll oh, I hate it here. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, pour out a little one. This is the worst day ever. I hope you all know that. I'm really upset. <laughs> um, but we do have some great things to say there, Gerald. And I, I just, I, I just want to let you know that you have two big, big fans out you there. Do. Huge fans. They absolutely love you to death. Um, it, it, they love you so much that they made a shirt for you. Well, so well. this is <laughs> this is your parents who oh, have made no. a, well, a Save Our Girth shirt and a Mother Girth shirt for you, my guy. This is There's the greatest you. thing oh. ever. That is so fucking awesome. It's truly one of a kind, man. One of a kind. Oh, betrayed by my own. Put that back up, Emma. Put it back up. Listen, this is so. This was in the work for a month and a half. Your mom reached out to me and said, How can I get this graphic? Because I want to make a shirt. (laughs) And I said, I will only give you the graphic if you make a shirt and you send it to me so I can put it on the show. Yeah. And she obliged. You're lucky because I tried to convince her to come into the studio wearing that shirt and she. She declined. She politely <laughs> declined. She was like, that might be a little oh, too embarrassing, but this we will help you out with. That is fantastic. I can't even lie. <laughs> it's You're, the most precious thing it, ever. It really is. Your, your parents are awesome. Your mom was fantastic. She's a, she's a riot. And so that's great. Mom and dad, Gerald, are sweet baby angels. I needed to pick me up because, man, in the mentions, it's been mean out there tonight. <laughs> like, no. You know, listen, I love your clapbacks, by the way, uh, when somebody says, when are you, quote, reporters going to ask James Jones about oh, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And you were like, well, we've only seen James Jones twice. So when are you Suns fans, and I quote, going <laughs> to stay up with these reports? I listen. Oh, like, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. didn't see that. Oh, That's yeah. Fantastic. He was all over that. And I appreciate that because, listen, <laughs> you can't like you might question um, what's going on with this team or whatever, but you cannot. And I will not stand for anybody questioning my man Gerald's fucking work ethic. Mm-hmm. The question that he's asking. His ability. They're not trying. They're not afraid to ask questions because they're there every single day. And I assure you, at some point. They've asked the question that you want answered now, as opposed to when they asked it, when it was first a problem a month ago, like you got to realize that. So shout out to you, Gerald, for defending yourself. It's much deserved. And like, we can all be better. Let's go. Thank you. I appreciate that. Everyone be kind to each other in the comments, because I guarantee you, even if I'm asking the question in the most blunt, angry way possible that you want me to on Twitter, (laughs) It's not going to make James Jones make a move. I don't have any fucking bearing over what he does. (laughs) (laughs) You can only do so much. Only do so much. All right, Gerald, before we say goodbye to everybody, uh, we have one final thing we want to share with you. And that is that our friends over at Bad Birdie, who make the best merch that you can wear on the golf course or really at any time because it's that awesome of merch, has a discount code for you guys to use to get 15% off your next order at badbirdiegolf.com. And that code is PHNX badbirdie 15 Saul rocks it all the time. It looks great in it. The ASU guys rock it all the time. They look fantastic in it. Cheerston looks fantastic in it as well. 
this stuff is awesome. So if you guys are golfers or you just like to look like you're golfing, Bad Birdie has you covered. Speaking of which, we yes. do have a major announcement. Emma, do we have that graphic for our major announcement? I for think our that's golf tomorrow. Stuff? No. Oh. It's tonight. It's tonight? Okay. We have oh, a major okay. announcement. Oh, Give okay. me two seconds. Two seconds. Okay. No, we, we got this. We got this. Listen, there is an event that we are going to do. Uh, and I think it will soothe everybody's fire. Okay. January 13th, we will be launching uh, a tea party, if you will. A oh. T-E-E, not T-E-A, tea party um, over at Dobson Ranch Golf Club. We will be doing a Suns game watch at that time, along with um, 41 bays on the driving range using the Shot Tracer Pro technology, games, prizes, merch, drinks, food. Like, it's going to be an epic time. It's it, Listen, you're going to want to be a part of this. It's so much fucking fun. Uh, I can't even stand it. I went out there to Dobson Ranch for the first time last week. As soon as I got out of the car, I heard hip-hop playing in the parking lot. So <laughs> it's already a different vibe than any other golf club I've ever been to. Uh, it's going to be fun. We'll be we'll be doing our pre- and post-game shows as well out there at Dobson Ranch. Uh, we will have a heater right by uh, Lindsay, so yes. that way she doesn't freeze. Let's go. But it's going to be awesome. 41 bays, TVs through all the bays. We'll have three big screens um it's just gonna be awesome also in addition to that if you have kids they get to play for free because we will be putting on a kids clinic at the same time so any kid 10 and under can go out there for free play um it's gonna be just awesome we they have a basketball hoop out there as well i'm telling you this is a different kind of fucking golf club they have a basketball hoop out there as well we will be doing a three-point shootout for a huge ass prize as well it's free to enter um, all you got to do is come to, to the to the to the event. Uh, we will be putting it all on social tomorrow. So you will have your link. If you're a diehard, you already have access to it right now in our discord. You can click and get and it's a discount and, and it's at a discounted price. So I'm telling you, Gerald, are you so excited fun. for this? How's your golf game? I'm very excited. My golf game is rusty, but uh, I, will, I will definitely have to brush up on it again because this sounds like a lot of fun. I'm trash. I try to sing, swing the golf club like a bat. So oh, be no. it'll be real fun. <laughs> I'm like a happy Gilmore kind of thing out there. It's amazing. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just kidding yeah. a little bit. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us. We appreciate you. Uh, we will see you tomorrow. We'll have a show for you at 3 p.m. And it's going to be a fun one. Uh, Shane's going to sub in and he's got something really cool planned for us. So make sure you meet us here tomorrow at 3 p.m. Until then, you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And you can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. Saul, you want to take us home? Um, well, hey, that's over. So at least the night can get better after this one. Bye-bye. <laughs> Hey yo, my lifestyle is retro. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX though, Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, y'all always rep the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G, no plan B.